Hey guys, welcome to Houndwave. I'm Taylor West here with a lot of guys. MIA Sports Podcast, our really first one. Um, first, we're starting with volleyball. Three championships in a row, going for a fourth. I got Owen Holmgren and Jake Tompkins here, the setter and the lead outside hitter. Did I get that right? Yep. All right. Um, Owen. Yes, Taylor. Big game today against BL quarterfinals. Huge game, quarterfinals uh, in the arena. You know, it's going to be very exciting. Coming off a great season. Um, finished the year 12, finished the regular season 12 and four. Started, a lot, started off a little bit iffy. Um, started off three and four. You know, really humbled us a little bit. Um, and then, you know, we got p- picked it up. I think we went eight and oh. Unfor- unfortunate that it's in the arena, though. It is. A little uh, bit that's a bummer. People are not a fan. Uh, old Jim is our home and forever will be. But, um, where we tend to play in the arena for playoff games. There's not much we can do about it. And so, Jake, what after the BL game, what what's the schedule looking like if we do win today? So, if we do manage to pull off the dub today, then I believe we'll be at home at MSJ mm-hmm. on it's Wednesday. Tough gym to play at. It is. It is very dead in there, and it's very spacey, and we don't like it at all. Nobody likes it. No. MSJ. So, Teddy Con over here on the mic. Um, good to see you guys. Uh, see you too, Ted. With that sort of turnaround that you guys have been talking about, what what was the central facet um, or maybe player that helped that that t- come? Well, about? I think um, we had a lot of lineup changes. You know, we experimented a lot. Um, uh, we did our annual trip to Penfield, New York, uh, up in you know Penfield, Rochester area, where we play a bunch of really good high school teams um, from around there, and we got a lot. You know, we got a lot better from that. You know, we figured out some lineup changes that we needed to do. Um, really became a team as a whole as a good uh good team building tournament so you know we just got a lot better and, and getting guys back like you and jordan foster who's starting oh, to jordan, heat up jordan foster has really you know in the words of our own john williams he has really come into his own um, <laughs> <laughs> i mean he could he's a special talent one of the most athletic kids i've ever met in my life he can fly about 30 feet above the net and just put it down as hard as he can you know yes teddy is that what you were referring to as you say adding players. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, you know, as a regular uh, attender of these games, you know, I went to that Calvert Hall game um, in October, yeah. which is still October, actually. Um, and we lost, and Jordan uh, actually couldn't play that day um, because he didn't get to school on time. Um, but either but way... He, you know, he's really sent... stepped his attendance up since then. Um, <laughs> so that's great to hear. It's been spotless. It's been spotless. spotless. That's, that's know, exactly... We, we did run into a little bit of a risk earlier, uh, I think last week, but he got there right on time. Yeah, right on 11. <laughs> right, awesome. right, right, on 11 right on 11. Great. So, so another question to ask. Um, how has coaching been this year for you guys? Oh, First yeah, year man. on varsity. Um, what What is your... We have a unique perspectives here. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on well, coaching? You know, can I take this? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so the coaching is just unbelievably different. There's no no offense <laughs> to our JV coach, Jill Anthony. She's a great, great coach. However, you just know when Diego just knows exactly what he's doing. He has mm-hmm. just the right idea. He's been a student of the game yeah. for his entire life. Yes. One of the smartest volleyball players. He, he played pro volleyball in Argentina. He was very, he was very good. I mean, and, and especially in, in the MIA, you have to be a good coach if you want your team to be good. Cause you know, you got all these guys who are coming to play volleyball. They never played before. Of like yeah. mo- most yeah. of these guys have never played before think, and you got to build your guys up. I think we also got to give credit to coach Anthony there with that uh, point that you just made. Yes. Taylor, Cause you know, uh, I started playing as a sophomore and coach Anthony really caught me up, you know, 
to speed on how to you know play volleyball True. for rules. Um, same with Jake as a freshman. Um, she really, same, same with Taylor as a freshman. Taylor, you actually Taylor, managed the JV volleyball yes, team. Did. Yes, um, but she really got us going. And we then, miss you. And we do miss you, Taylor. And uh, more Andrew Gag. <laughs> <laughs> and Diego, I mean, can't say enough about that guy. You know, he knows what he's talking about. He always has. There's just this weird feeling where if you're down in the game and he looks at you, he smiles. You know you're gonna win. He he always knows. I feel like he always knows the outcome of every game. And yeah, before yeah. it's played in any sport, if you have a coach that has lead, led the team three consecutive years to win yeah. a championship, three years you're, in a row, you're in good you're, hands. You know that the coach is doing something right. And and like on the fan side of it, um, you know, obviously you, you guys had a great hype video that was put out by Mr. Beck Widstat who uh, is actually here with us, who's going to be talking about cross-country. Beck, why don't you talk about that? So before I kind of get into some of the video and some of the uh, some of the nitty-gritty about all that, um, I was doing an interview with Wallace Halper, and he said one of the things coming into the season was the fact that over the course of the year, the chemistry within the team has gotten a lot better. The young players have really been able to stand their own, and as Owen mentioned earlier, the lineup changes have really been able to put kind of the best team forth on the court and have, have everybody find their place in this um, like quite special group of guys. Um, the combination of the new team chemistry as, uh, as well as what Wallace said to be um, one of the most electric um, atmospheres in the game, kind of playing in the MIAA volleyball playoffs yeah. is probably like the most, one of the most amount of spectators you'll ever get for a Gilman game for a high school sport. Like it's, it's unlike anything else. How do you think that um, is going to change your effect in the playoffs? Kind of this new team chemistry and the environment, um, the electricity that we're going to see out here. In well, this yeah, week. the point you made earlier about the it being a young team—that's kind of the reason that we struggled a little bit in the beginning. You know, we had a lot of juniors who were playing for the first time, and last year, our JV team last year was just completely dominant. Dominant. Like we were very unstoppable. Um, so, kind of switching from. It's, it's, it's a big change in speeds when you go from JV volleyball to varsity volleyball, especially when you're that good as you have a JV team and there's not a ton of real competition. Um, but the fans, boy, oh boy, the oh fans boy. really get me going. You know, it's best fans that, in the MIA. It's, it's really, it's really best fans in the MIA. Best. It couldn't do it without you guys. Nastiest, but the best. <laughs> Gotta love it. It's, Turn it's, the flash off was an iconic chant. Mm. That I remember when yeah, a Cower Hall mom <laughs> flashed her camera and the student section erupted. Yeah, it's really difficult. It. It's really difficult you to play. To you know, it's a lot of fun having um, both when there's two student sections. You know, talking to each other, all that, uh, talking to the teams. That that that's a lot of fun for uh, the fans and a lot of fun for us players too. Yeah, and I think kind of building that electricity is uh, you you brought up the the video earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, like we don't we don't need to talk about we're not really going to talk about it too much. But I think kind of the main purpose of my video and um, kind of the saying that I've I've tried to incorporate into this volleyball playoffs, at least for Gilman, the fact that like we're the empire. Mm-hmm. I mean that's what we've kind of referred to ourselves as yeah. like a while. Mm-hmm. And I keep saying us because like the fans they consider them, yeah, themselves like absolutely. part of the team, and that's why I said we're still here is because the fans like when they're out there on the court like I you know that the players are are are, are, are like eating that up and, and completely feeding off of it and using it to, it to fuel their energy. And that was kind of the main point to show that like, not only are we that like amazing, you guys on the court, but like, if you want to beat Gilman, you also got to beat the fans. Uh, yeah. Beck in your video, you uh, introduced an audio clip uh, before a game where it said um, Gilman enters a lackluster six and four. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, just as much as the players have been Iconic. part of this, this sort of comeback, <laughs> the, uh, the fans have, I mean, that, that yeah. Loyola game, was as loud as I've heard some of our some of our Absolutely. guys, and uh, I'm sure that was a big part of it. Either way, guys, I got another question for you. So, um, 
you know, as juniors, yeah. you're, you're on the older side of things. But when you were younger, sophomore and freshman, who did you guys look up to on the volleyball team? And, and maybe who do you model your game after now? Well, um, I don't know. I have a feeling I know who Jake is going to say he yes. looks up to. But for me personally, it was really, um, I think my biggest um, inspiration at Gilman School volleyball team was probably Cam Alexander. Yeah, he was insane. I mean, he obviously plays the same position as me for the most part. But he was unbelievable i know i'll never be able to jump as high as cam most likely i mean he could fly just as we see jordan foster doing this year yeah. but he i mean his technique everything he did just seemed right yeah and as for me same thing goes um so it was kind of an awkward year this year coming as the setter position yeah since there were actually no setters in this senior class there mm-hmm. were two just absolutely brilliant setters cole Phillips, who noah abrams that have uh sadly departed and gone off to college but they were just so unbelievable at what they did and they could just share they had different um strengths both of them and they just worked so well together and they connected so well with the players and that's just what I'm trying to exemplify this year kind of come into my own as John Williams would say yeah coming into his own own. well thank you guys for uh, coming on we got Beck coming on with cross country um I mean just another just a uh, kind of interlude between the two. Uh, water polo won the championship yesterday. Congrats yeah. to them. Big win for um, water polo. Big win. Unbelievable season. Unbelievable. They, they dominated. Nobody really ever came close. Nobody. It was it was really incredible. Uh, right. Thank you for having us, Taylor. Thank you. It. All right, uh, back. Go Tech. Go Tech. Back along with cross country. So, Beck, you're having a decent season this year. Um, you know, kind of got off to a rough start. Well, let's, let's just kind of summarize what's going on right now. I mean – it's the most electric sport in the MIAA. There doesn't really need much introduction. No, I'm kidding. Um, so <laughs> it, it, it's it's been an interesting year because coming this season, everyone knew that Calvert Hall was going to continue to be a dominant force. Um, last year, Loyal Blakefield was one of the most dominant teams in the state. They pulled off um, like they pulled off back-to-back wins, which especially in cross country where you have like injuries coming up and different. A lot of times you see really talented freshmen come in. So in, in, in cross country, seeing a team go back to back really shows how dominant they are. And Calvert Hall with a team of, I think, entirely all juniors and sophomores managed to, um, in their dual meet against each other, Calvert Hall was only two points behind, which in running terms is almost as close as you can get, obviously one mm-hmm. point. Like that is ridiculously close. If one Calvert Hall person had passed a Loyola person, then Calvert Hall would have won. That's how close it was. Wow. And that the championship they only lost Loyola by one point. So Loyola really made it, uh, only made it past the edge of your teeth, uh, the edge of their teeth um, last year. And so Calvert Hall returned their entire team this year from that, mm-hmm. from that team then. So Calvert Hall coming in, they were number three on the state rankings, um, only to be topped by Severna Park and uh, Delaney, who are two dominant programs as well. So everyone knew that Calvert Hall was going to be the team to beat heading into the season. And they have really proved that. Um, Paul's Owen Johnson has kind of asserted himself as the number one runner in the state. He leads the state in the 5K right now at the time of 1523, which is completely outstanding. That's roughly uh what like about 4.58 per mile for 3.1 wow. miles. Yeah. So uh, and kind of everyone's everyone's been shooting for that. It's I don't want to say that's completely uh, a race for second this year in the in mm-hmm. the league and especially with the team standings, but it, it's starting to shape up like that. If I'm if I'm being completely honest, um, as well for the rest of the league, uh, we're we're Gilman, we're doing pretty well for ourselves. Um, we finished second at the Bull Run Invitational, which is the biggest state in uh, the biggest meet in Maryland. We we ran the small schools division because Gilman's a pretty small institution. Yeah, I mean institution. we only have 
125 kids per grade. Yeah. Coward Hall is like 400. So, yeah. I mean, that's obviously yeah. and then, a huge benefactor for them. And especially in sport like running, the more people you have, like it even helps that much more just because bodies bodies help. But um, we, we, we fared pretty well. We came second to the Bulldog Invitational. We won the Georgetown Prep Classic down there in uh, Bethesda. We won the Skip Grand Invitational in Rockville. So we're coming we're coming into the championship season with a full head of steam. We lost our first dual meet to we dropped our first dual meet to Spalding, mm-hmm. um, which was rough because we we were hoping to be the Expect second to beat team. Them, yeah, we were and we were we were expected to beat them. And it, it was it was pretty close. Um, and since then, I think as a team, we've grown a lot. Um, we only returned four varsity at the beginning of the season. Only three varsity members from our last year eight team. So we really had to rebuild. Um, we picked up current sophomores or current sophomore Peter Heasters and current junior James Edwards, who this is their first season on varsity for any sport. And so I think as they've kind of continued to grow as athletes, they have they have developed, and that's why you're starting to see as a team we're starting to compete a lot better this year. Um, but it, it, it's really exciting. We got the championship next Tuesday. Um, personally, I've got I've got my own goal set. Um, coming off coming off the track season, like kind of like the one I had, some of the some of the races I've been a little disappointed with this season in cross country, um, because I've really been looking to kind of get up there with the competition that I was running within the track, and I'm I'm starting to come around a little bit. I'm I'm super excited for championship. The the kind of the like I've, I've used the word electricity a lot, but kind of the hype that surrounds championship events really gets me going, and so I'm I'm really excited for next week. So yeah, Calvert Hall at six and zero. Obviously, they're a pretty prestigious program, and Gilman at four and two. But has Spalding going five and one been a bit of a surprise for you? We knew Spalding was going to be good. Um, the reason why the league has been shaken up by Spalding is their addition of runner Henry Hardart. Um, so he has been a, a traditional soccer player. He's run soccer. He's a senior. He's run. He's played soccer for the past three years. Um, and each year he's also done track. And as a sophomore, he came fourth in the mile in, in track. And so then last year in a junior, as a junior, he came fourth again, but uh, he, he's, he's had outstanding times, but he's always played soccer. And this year he made the switch to cross country. That added to them, they, that put a new number one. And so completely bumping out their current number five and, and putting him at number one added a, a completely new di- dynamic because now they have the best one, two, three punch in the league. Calvert Hall has the best team in the league by far. They've got depth. They've got depth. Spalding has the best one, two, three punch. And that's where they got us because our team is is pretty spread out. Um, kind of from the distance to our number one to our number five, which are the scores. Um, it, it, it's it's a pretty big gap. So teams that are top heavy usually that do better against us. And I think that's part of why we struggled in it, struggled against Spalding. Also the fact that um, it, it was our first meet. Yeah, I mean, uh, who are your coaches? Are they, is it Cody Miles and Joe so Duncan? Joe Duncan's the head coach. It's his... 42nd year coach. El Diablo. El Diablo, yeah. He's he's a wild guy. He, he knows he knows what he's doing. Uh he ran at Dartmouth, holds the 400 uh, 440 yard hurdle record at Dartmouth. Um he's the head coach. He he he's he's been around the block. Cody Miles, a uh, new addition to the team about five years ago, so not really new now, but um he he used to be the head coach for cross country track at Calvert Hall, actually. Um he's our assistant coach and Alex Deweese also is is a coach as well. But um you're starting to see Cody or coach miles rather uh, take a, take a larger step up into the team. As um, you can tell, like I love, I love El Diablo, but his reign's eventually going to come to an end. So yeah. you can, the transition I'd say is, uh, is probably beginning. Hate to see him go, but you start to see there's a little bit of preparation there as, as coach miles really begins to take a very big leadership role in the team. Uh, yeah. Um, so if everything goes right for you guys, 
if everything goes right, do you think you have a shot at the championship? I mean, in a sport like running where every team is in it all the way until That's the true. very end, anything is possible. Um, especially the course we're running is at McDaniel College on Westminster. That's the hardest course we'll run all year. And that's the kind of course where upsets can happen. Yeah. Because injuries can happen. Huge hills. Someone could fall back on the hill. A lot can happen. Let me, let me, but also to put in perspective how we would have to win, Calvert Hall, the team that has gone 6 0, would have to come third in the championship meet. Mm-hmm. Gilman would have to come first and Spalding would have to come second. That's the only possible way that we win. So that's saying that Calvert Hall would have to lose to both us and Spalding and we would have to then win the meet. Um, That'd be really hard. That would be harder than even beating them in the dual meet, just because, especially a team like them, where they have a bunch of, they have a, a pretty strong top five in a championship meet where you have all these different schools coming, because we have all the A schools, all the B schools, all the C schools. It's a huge race. Um, if you if you're number five in 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 a dual meet, if you're number five comes, let's say like tenth, that because there's only two teams, that only adds ten points to your score. The way scoring works in cross country is you take this, you take the places of your top five runners and you add them together, and then that's your score. And lowest score wins. In a dual meet, if your fifth guy is is tenth, your score is going to be a lot lower. In a championship meet where there's all these different schools, your top guy could be seventieth. That yeah. adds seventy points to your score, and that, that adds a ton. So if you're a team like Calvert Hall and your whole top three is under is within thirtieth, mm-hmm. right? Then that's that, gonna that bode, that's gonna bode a lot better than a team like us, where we're gonna have like a, a, a first, second, or third place, but then our number five is back in like fifty. So, are you guys really looking for them to step up and maybe try to clutch out a fortieth or thirtieth in that championship? Um, I mean, the championship meet. I, I, I was exaggerating. A little yeah, bit. yeah. Like, uh, they're, they're, the number of people. Places, yeah. The, the places will probably change accordingly, but kind of in relative uh, like terms. I think the best thing that we can ex- uh, expect from kind of our, our, our tail end guys um, the, uh, being, and they've run great all year, but uh, being Peter Heaster's, James Edwards, and fourth year varsity Max McCullough, who's coming off an injury. He's had a phenomenal comeback from that. But I think the way that they run the best is if they run together, if they run as a unit. Um, Max has done a really good job stepping up as a leader for them and kind of pulling them along. And if they if they can run as a pack and move up together, that is a huge, that's ha- almost half our team. That is half our team moving up. And if Max can pull them along and if they can all kind of surge at the right time and make the right moves, that's going to be the, the way they run it. They have to run it as a group. They have to run it as a team. Um, and I think a lot of where the changing comes along is also through where we're ta- I haven't mentioned uh, Tom Broadus and, and Charlie Edwards, um, our captains. Uh, they, they matter a lot too because they're kind of those guys who are on the fringe of being kind of like that top seven because the way it works in cross country is top seven in the championship meet. Those are your medalists. Those are your all-conference guys. And they're right on the cusp of being there. We have a really stacked team. And if they were able to break into that top 10 and get both of them in that top 10, yeah. like that, that means we could have, if we have like three in the top 15, that bodes extremely well for us. I think our goal right now is to beat Spalding. Um, Beating Calvert Hall would be a miracle, but you also you also gotta you also gotta know kind of know your limits, know where you stand, and uh, have the right goals going into it. Because running is a mental sport. If you come in with the goal of beating Calvert Hall and you're halfway through the race and see Calvert Hall ahead of you, you don't want to mm-hmm. be discouraged. So if we come in with a more reasonable goal, beating Spalding, and you're halfway through the race and you say, if I can get up in front of that guy, we're beating them. That's a huge mental advantage to be able to, to be able to bring yourself to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that that says you said it perfectly. Um, 
you know, definitely if you, if you say you're going to be coward hall, you know, mir- mir- miracles can happen. Um, uh, they, they've happened before two years, two years ago, the, uh, the state ranked, uh, the top state ranked Loyola Dons lost by one point to the, to the Gilman Greyhounds. Really? In meet. Yes. Wow. It was the first time Gilman had beaten Loyola in 13 years wow. and it, got, it happened by one point. It was an outstanding, but like, I, I hate to interrupt you, but it, it just proof that miracles can happen. Miracles can country, happen. Especially in a sport where, where really anything can happen on any given day. You run well. I mean, the, the score reflects that. Yeah. Um, th- thank you for coming on. Um, just to talk about soccer quickly, I was trying to get a couple guys, but they were not available. Um, they've got a playoff game uh, Tuesday against Loyola, and then they'll go it's against – electric. Yeah, it's going to be. Um, you know, we've got playoff games up and down the uh, schedule this week. And finally, Gilman McDonough football game on Saturday. It, it's it's their own playoff game. Uh, it is their own playoff game. Um, it's going to be tough. Uh but, you know, some bright spots right now on the team. Rayon Lane having a phenomenal season. He seems to be really the strength of our offense. And Charlie Pope anchoring that defense, that middle linebacker, who is a um, who comes on a lot of podcasts himself. Yeah, um, just like to thank Beck. Uh, very insightful. Um, yeah. Great first appearance on the podcast. Uh, but Taylor, as the varsity football manager. Yes, Dad. Um, you know, I got, I got to interview Coach Bach uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. You know, sort of reported for the team on the sideline in their game. Uh, did, did a Kyle great Hall. job, Ted. Thank you. Yeah, um, really, really great job, Teddy. I did a, uh, you know, it was a lot of work put into that. Um, <laughs> and either way, I'd like to ask, yes. what do you see out of this Gillen football team? You know, this year, Bach said, maybe it's not quite about those wins and losses. It's about development. So you know, what, what do you see it, coming out of this team in the future years? It's, it's really just... Um, you know, we have 18 freshmen this year, which is incredible to see. You know, we only have 35 members on the team, but we have 18 freshmen. And that's, you know, it's great to see that we have a foundation set up for us. Um, and, you know, Coach Bach is going to have more guys coming in, flowing through. Um, and I think it's really about rebuilding right now. It's all about the future, um, which, you know, as a senior, it's hard to hear that. But, you know, you just got to you just got to realize that, you know, it's unfortunate that this is the time you had to come through, but enjoy it while it lasts. You got to have a fun time on against McDonald on Saturday. Maybe some, maybe, you know, McDonald's two in the state um, behind St. Francis, who's two in the country. Um, but St. Francis beat number five, uh, number three, IMG by, by, by a lot. lot. Yeah. By a lot. So, you know, they're only behind modern day who they did lose to. Um, but you know, maybe, maybe something will happen that will be incredible to see Gilman win that game. But right now it's really, you gotta, you gotta run the offense through Ray on lane. He's the, he is a playmaker. He is the, uh, biggest playmaker on the team by far. Is he electric? We've used the word electric a lot today. I I'd call him sensational. Um, maybe, (laughs) but, uh, Matt Parker, the freshman starting quarterback and punter, which I didn't know. Um, he, he, I guess, you know, on Saturday, um, the Coward Hall defense was was pretty stout, but I've seen on his um, on his Instagram and, mm-hmm. and through various and I've been to some of the games. He uh, he has a hell of an arm. Um, he does. And he he's really looked good at times this year. What do you think he's going to be? You, like you know, with, with him, it's it's a lot about learning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's got to throw the ball away when he's you know running running out of bat, running out of the pocket. You just got to throw the ball away instead of taking the five yard sack um, and risking an injury. But, you know, he's a freshman. He's got a lot of time to learn. And that's really what the team is right now. It's a young team that's looking to build. And I'd say in two years, we'll be back up in the top of the MIAA contending for a title. Owen? Nice. I would just like to point out, um, he he did miss a lot of the season in the beginning of the season with a uh, back injury. But our very own Charlie Pope 
Hanway Zone oh boy. has had an incredible season he since great, returning. He had a, a strip, strip he had a, fumble. He, he uh, had a forced fumble. That's what I Interception. He in just – uh, he an interception in one of his first games back. I mean, the, the fumble he forced the other day, he grabbed – him and the kid were grabbing the ball, and Chope just ripped it right it, out it of his It was actually hand. impressive, yeah. It was and very impressive. He's a very strong, very big man. And and shout-out to uh, kickers Tommy Martinson and Cole Frank. Tommy Martinson coming off the soccer squad. Having a, having a Tommy, great year. Tommy, Tommy during hasn't warm-ups, hit a 53-yard field goal. He's, Easily. He's insane. Dead. And, uh, you know, Cole Frank, who's who's developing right now. Yeah, Cole Frank great, is he's a great extra the kicking point. game. He's a great extra point kicker. One of the best. One, one of the best. And, and to conclude, um, Beck Wittstadt, what is your prediction on the cross-country championship? Be honest. <laughs> Cal Pearl, go and say uh, – Oh, I messed that up. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. Uh, again, no, that didn't happen. Cover Hall, Gilman, Spalding. And that, that would be good. I mean, because the way it works is um, it, it, it's the way the cross-country championship is scored is it, it's, an, it's an accumulative score. Mm-hmm. And so if you have zero losses throughout the season, your score is zero. If you have one oh. loss, your score is one. So if we – right now we are – what are we? Like five and two? Four and two. Four and two. I don't even know. So you got two we points. We are four and two. We have two points. Spalding, so Spalding has one point. If, and and, and let me also add at the championship, whatever place you get at the championship meet, that is your score. So Calvert Hall will most likely finish the season with a score of one, best possible score you could have. If we beat Spalding at the championship, that means we get second. That adds two points to our score. Spalding adds three. That means we're tied. Tiebreakers of the championship meet. Gilman wins. All right, hey, thank you, Beck. Ter- for terrific on. insight. Um, you know that. that about wraps it up. Hopefully, the Hounds have a great week out on the fields, yeah. courts, trails. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see Go you out. next time. Woo!